Hey everyone, I'm Mark. This is Crystal. You're watching C Media. This is the Journey Series podcast, season two, episode 42. And today we're joined by a special guest, uh, Debbie Waltz, and she's going to talk a bit about her story and her journey so far and what she's doing now. Hi, Debbie. Hi, Debbie. Hi. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate this opportunity to talk about journey with several, journey with my death body and using my death body for God's glory. Thank you for joining us, Debbie. Um, why don't we start at the beginning and just tell us a bit about, if you're uh, okay with it, tell us a bit about uh, growing up and uh, how you came to where you are now. Sure. Uh, um, uh, to start with how I was diagnosed with cerebral body. I was born um, uh, in April of 1980 at the University of, of Michigan Hospital in Hanover. Um, I was born um, at 2.6 pounds instead of one month in intensive care. I came home at 4.6 pounds. Um, at that point, my parents hadn't, hadn't really not, like, noticed any changes, but at the age of two, my parents noticed I was Slowly, slowly progressing, unlike uh, my brother Tim, um, and I could not hold my head up or call like him. So my doctor, um, first, my doctor first, um, said, okay. Well, maybe she just needs therapy. So after therapy, unfortunately, nothing changed. So my my doctor invited my parents um to the doctor's office, and he he had made this appointment after hours. So um. Nobody was in the office. And he said, I'm sorry, your child has CP. I'm probably will never walk or 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 talk or anything like that. I have quadriplegia. That means I can I use my arms like so I require care for all the basic needs that I have, eating, dressing, etc. But luckily the Lord gave me a clear voice and my mind was not that affected. On March, on March 10th, 1985, I was attending church um, and my Sunday school teacher was talking about Mark, Mark 
two, one, three, five. Gee, wait, this is where Jesus used the paralytic. And I asked, interested, I asked my, um, sorry, I need to read here. <laughs> I, uh, I asked my Zemitor teacher to help me through the Lord's Prayer and as Jesus into my life. And then I said, after that, I got a lot of opportunities to speak about his grace. One of the opportunities was 1990, where I became the United Civil Party ambassador for the state of Maryland. You guys have any questions? Um, well, I take a break here, or, or anything you want to add here? So, um, what I guess uh, one of my questions questions are: What has what have you gone through and tried to? You know, everyone has their own journey, trying to accept their own level of disability and what they can't do, and you know, and uh, adapt. Uh, what was that like for you? Well, I. I basically just use my disability as a platform. Like, so people that, yeah, you're disabled, but you can do anything you want through Christ if you're a Christian. Um, uh, um, I'm sorry, I'm trying to gather my thoughts here. Um, and I accepted, yeah, and through my middle school years, I learned to adapt and got mainstreamed. I learned, uh, they could I learn to work life in the wheelchair. I, I, I love reading and writing. The care of those loving people who choose Special education, counting on other people to, to, to help me through my daily routines. And um, the thing that I like to think about is Johnny Erickson's song, Mayor, I borrow your hands, my mine. And in that song, she says, May I borrow your hands, mine don't work so well. Um, like I said, I got mainstreamed in the fifth and sixth grade. Um, and, and during that time, my mom had to, my mom had to help in personal care. And sometimes because at that time, they were having financial issues and um, they couldn't find personal care to in the education system. So my mom offered to help me during some of the classes. So you can imagine 
Sick. Okay, come. No. Yes. There it is. I'm gonna get it. I'm, I'm still doing a Good at next first. Well, I got <laughs> I'm working on it. Oh. Okay. No, I know I'm in speech. Well, it's not. See. How does that work? That's actually a it has oh when pick it up. My high pitch. Okay. Hi, uh Debbie. Okay. Okay, sorry. About sorry about that. <laughs> so you were telling us about going to Concordia and how they I tried, they went around and made things more accessible with you, for you. Um, yeah, you can, but, but I overlooked it, and then I started talking about the girl that made it possible, as well as having personal assistance that got me up in the morning and um, put me to bed at night. I also had a wonderful group of girls in my dorm that, like took me to classes um when I wanted to go to chapel and the now that they even took me to chapel and they also fed me lunch. So they those girls actually made it possible for me to live oh, on wow. campus during the week and then I would go home on the weekend and to my own work. So they really made it possible. And I still remain in contact with many of those girls through Facebook and like texting. We text all the time and they call me all the time. So that was um, a good um, uh, Okay. <laughs> After college, after college, for a couple of years, I, oh, sorry, I'm skipping around here. Um, I got, I got um, from Concordia, the major in communications and minor in English at that point. Um, and then for a while, I was still there. Was still, was still living at home trying to find a job. But as you know, finding a job for a person with a disability can be very hard. And because, um, not, well, not saying not many people are accepting, but it's hard to find a job, especially for someone who is quadriplegic, who can't feed themselves who can't like toilet themselves during the like during the breaks. So it's very hard to find a 
um, where you can use your skills and people treat you like a normal person. Um, but it's really how I found my first stop. Actually, my dad was the first one who started an idea. He was like, well, well you're good at writing. Why don't you use you, your talent? In the meantime, read the blog where people can see what you're able to write and maybe employers would want to see it and then offer you a job. Um, at that point, I had monthly check-ins with the nurse because at that point I was getting personal care and you know how they want to do check-ins and see how you're doing. And so my nurse was talking to me. It's like my throat, my throat was getting dry. So it's like, yeah. Okay. Thank you for helping you clear your voice so we can have a good show here because we love what you're saying. We want to be able to understand you better. Yeah. And when I take when I take breaks or take a drink, it kind of clears my throat a little bit. Right. Right. Resets some stuff. Okay. Where was I? I think I was in the nurse, right? Um, yeah. um at this point, I really don't remember her name, but at, at, at this point, the name doesn't really matter. Um, she said, oh, you're doing all this, all this writing on your blog. You really should show this to someone and show them what you're capable of. And I didn't know it at the time, but her husband worked for the state department in the department. And so she that blog to her or showed that blog to her husband and said, look, can you do something about this? She is a very intelligent young lady. And could that's like your portfolio. What? That was like your portfolio. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Oops. Well, this is a reminder. Dead call synthesis. Sorry, that's my electrical. No. Um, <laughs> you know how that is, right? Yeah. So, um, oh, yeah. Yeah. So um, he, she pointed this uh, out to her husband in about, I don't know, two weeks later. He answered, um, look, I did this job for you. Would you like it? So two weeks later, I had start, started going through the process working with this company who works as a contractor with this 
data problems. So I began working to them, writing um, articles on Second in My Voice. For those of you that don't know what Second in My Voice is, it's the law that, that ensures all websites and all um, all websites and all electronic things should be accessible to those with disabilities for the federal employees as well as for the public. So I was reading on their blog that educating people what that law means and how it should affect their welfare. So that was an interesting and exciting two years. Mm -hmm. um, after that two years, fortunately, um, my job was cut. And the, the guy that I worked for moved on and he was, he was replaced with another guy who didn't quite see the need for um for that area of second by boy, so my job was cut. Mm -hmm. Um as I said, I trusted the Lord at age five in Sunday school. Um I have to rely on people in the Lord to provide food. Um, I have to rely on the Lord to provide all these people for my daily care, my needs. Um, I, I accept my disability as a way that, that God enables me to reveal his character. It's like, Jesus said to the blind man in chapter nine, he had not sinned, but he told the disciples that this man was born blind, so his, his, his character might be revealed and God be glorified. Um, so as of right now, I do not have a job. And my writing ministry is ongoing. I still have that blog, but it, it is now moved to my website, theblogs.com, B-E-B-W-A-L-T-Z.com. I spelled, I spelled it out for those of you they can't understand me. Um, Thank you. Yeah. Um, um, and my, uh, the, I, I continue the blog with themes like Music Monday, Wisdom Wednesday, and Fearful Friday. Although this month I changed it thankful Thursday. So if you go to my website, 
It'll be thankful to Thursday instead of Wisdom Wednesday. But I also have started and well, I'm in the process of finishing my novel. It's about two friends, both badly broken, and they help each other heal while going through their own personal struggles. Um, and I'm in the process of finishing it. Basically, it's about um, two friends. Um, Lisa goes, to, uh, the main character, Lisa, goes to visit her aunt and finds out one of her best friends got disabled in a, in a wheelchair in the time they've not seen each other. And he reveals that he's become a Christian and he wants her to become a Christian and realize that he, God can help her through her struggles if only she would let him. So that's the basic storyline of my book. Do you guys have any questions? Uh, no, well, we'll definitely post the links to all that stuff in the show notes. Yeah. Um, so you for, for this, we we let you talk and tell your stuff, but then we we go back over and look over it and we post whatever links you talk about or you might have forgotten about it that you send us later in an email. Okay. Post. Well one thing I forgot. I was recently <laughs> part of a anthology, which is a book of short stories for people with special needs. Um, I got one of my stories published in that book. It's called Room at the Table, um, encouraging parents of special needs children. I got a thing published in there, and it's a really encouraging book. I would encourage parents of disabled people to really get that book. It really is encouraging, not just because my story, one of my stories in, in there, but it's really encouraging. So. Um, there was one thing that, uh, no, I was wondering what you thought about. Um, no, uh, when, when, People throw out around the world the words the words healed and cured, right? Though the world views that as okay, you have a disability and you're only healed or cured if all of a sudden you're normal like everyone else and you have no physical problems or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. But um at least I think we discovered that. Um, healing isn't necessarily physical, right? Yeah. It's, it's beyond that. Yeah, it's through God's 
grace and mercy. And recently I was just reading on high speed in high places. I don't know if you have heard that story. It's about, about a, um, it's a fearful, like, kind of about God and how he uses us, like, our weaknesses to stroll his strength. And, um, and throughout this journey, um, she wants to go up in heaven and be with them, um, be with them, but it's like, no, you gotta um, go through this journey. It'll make you stronger. And it teaches her dependence on him. I'm not telling this story right, but it's, I've, I've read it and it's, or I'm still in the middle of it. And it's amazing. Well, the prophet's also good. Um, when you went to college, I wonder, uh, did you at any time feel like um, you they were making things accessible and asking questions to make things accessible uh, so they could? like check off the box or did you feel it was genuine? Oh my my job at first I thought it was genuine, but as like as time went on, it's like I mean there were certain people that really wanted to Ronald uh, really wanted to interact with me and really were in it because um, but uh, I sorry, really, really wanted to interact with me and really wanted to get to know me. But right, um, uh, but as time went on, it was I don't know. I mean, I was pretty much doing the job at my home, so although there were instances where they invited me to meetings where my dad actually had to drive um, to Washington to go to a meeting, but that was only because certain people asked me. Um, so I, I don't know. I, at the beginning, I really felt welcome, but when this new guy um, started, and they finally let me go. It's like, okay, um, I mean, like God had a other for me, so yeah. Sometimes I don't. People just do it to check the boxes, but some some people are really genuine. I mean, I've been lucky, but yeah, yeah. You sound like me, though. It, you know. I go back and forth. There's definitely people that are absolutely genuine and want to help you and want to be who they are and shine how they shine, right? But yeah. then there's definitely people there too 
that and you have to be able to discern which is which yeah. <laughs> and i've been very blessed to be able to see that and sometimes you may not necessarily see that in the moment yeah right. yeah definitely and a lot of times those people are only doing it uh and you're you're just the means to an end right yeah they're just trying to check off a box so they can get paid and take care of their family yeah. so in essence you feel like you feel like you're being used but yeah. in reality i look at it as yes that's but that's where I was placed. That's where God put me. Yeah. To, so I'm okay with it in some instances. I, think, I mean, not everyone yeah. I should have been used in, but uh, yeah, you sound like me and the fact that I believe I was placed in this season for a reason. I mean, I don't have a job, so that gives me more time to work on my or more time to work on ministry. I mean, if I had a job, I would be working more, actually more than most people because it's taking me longer to get up. <laughs> um, I would like be working nine to five and then I would, at the end of the workday, I would just be exhausted and want to go to bed. I love that job because it gave me purpose, but I was exhausted by the end of the week. Really enjoyed Fridays where I could spend time with family and just um uh relax. Um during that time I I had also had the opportunity to live on to live on my own and to live with a roommate. That job allowed me to actually pay the bills and um rent an apartment with my friend and actually pay the bills and be independent. At that point I had personal care that got me up every morning and put me to bed at night. But during the weekends I went home to be my with my family. They lived only 15 minutes away, so I could always call them, text them if I had an emergency, like personal aides didn't show up or they were sick. Yeah. So. No? I think. Do, uh, do you have anything at this present time that you're working on or want to talk about? Like, well, like I said, I'm working on my book and mm -hmm. working on um, continuing my writing in the blog. I really just use my blog as a or my website as a platform to show disabled people and the caregivers that anything is possible if you trust in God and have faith. I mean, I, I, could, I could just sit around, watch TV all day and do nothing, but 
I choose to wake up every morning and like say, okay, God, what are you gonna use me for today? Or yeah. So I'm right now still working on my book and trying to get that finished and edit edited and then out to a real editor so I can get it to an agent and then hopefully get it published. But as things right now I don't have anything published other than that anthology piece I did. Would you please keep us updated so we can yeah. we can know and pass that on to our audience? Yeah. I will definitely keep you updated, and I'm sure if they check my website, I will be the first one to post it on my website. I, yeah. I also have a Facebook page, which you can find under Rolling Debbie, with no G, Rolling Debbie, as in rolling into the future. So, yeah. <laughs> We'll both post a link to that in show notes. I hope it helps other people realize they're not alone and um, anything is possible. I mean, I I never would have believed I would get a job if it weren't for that creative person that took a chance on me and actually said, okay, she can do the work. And then I, at that point, I had a purpose. Of course, I always have a purpose, but it was nice to wake up every morning and say, I have a job. This is what I need to do today. And do it. And now I did something good that day. And I just hope to post, um, pass it on to other people and show them that there's hope and they're not alone. That's the biggest blessing, being able to do what you do and make sure other people are blessed by it too. Yeah. Well, we have another interview, so we're going to have to go. Okay. To say thank you again and have a good day. And let me know when this is posted or if you need anything. I mean, well, when, keep in touch. Uh, when, when, when you afterwards and uh, after this. When, yeah, I know, I notice when I write stuff down, it's easier. So I, I might just send you an email with the links just in case. Okay. Great. That'd be awesome. Thank you. Okay. 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 Thank you. Thanks. Thank Bye. you. Bye. Bye.